Bienvenidos a The Codex Podcast, episodio 10 y 6. I am your host, Sonny Kruger. As usual, my co-host is Jamie Wojcik. I, hi, people watching from home right now. And if the audio listeners want to know why I can't really talk, it's because I'm too busy crying right now because uh, we have great value Rey Mysterio on the other side talking to me right here. I got this from Mexico, from Playa del Carmen. Oh, oh so this is yeah. this is like shit. From El Rey Mysterio. <laughs> yes, it is Hispanic Heritage Month, so I thought I gotta pull off the mask. Oh dear, dear God! I'll show you a bit of what I got. This is. I'm surprised my headphones have stayed in. I- I'm surprised your head fit with that inflated ego of yours. <laughs> <laughs> I was adjusting before I was adjusting before the episode began to make sure <laughs> it fits all nice. It's like it's too tight. Well, well you know why. <laughs> but I uh, say so, hey, it's Hispanic Heritage Month and that's why even too for the for this episode with our topic of the week will be with it being Hispanic with it being Hispanic Heritage Month, who is your favorite Hispanic <laughs> superhero? We've got some other comic book news, Venom, Carnage Aquaman 2, all that good stuff. We got Do You Know. We'll see if me in my mask, if I'm still wearing it, beats Jamie and whatever he's wearing and whatever he's doing. I'm, dude, I'm not even looking at you right now. I'm looking away because every time I look at the screen, it just kills me a little bit more inside. <laughs> good, then I'll, I'll, I'll leave this on the whole time. Oh, then. please do. Please, please do. Because people are going to automatically think this is a wrestling podcast when they click on us now. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, why are they talking about Shang-Chi today? And uh, he's wearing a Rey Mysterio mask. Oh. Yeah. Well, there are actually a bunch of wrestling comic books. Oh, there are. There are many. You how many there are, yeah. I actually even have the Ultimate Warrior issue number one. Ooh. Fancy. Who knows? Maybe from the vault one day. But, hey, we can move on. Yeah, today, like I said, our, our pre-show was more fast. We're trying to move things along, just get straight to the episode so that I can just wear this mask because I was so excited to wear it for everybody. He went to bed in it last night, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> just to, you know, get, you know, prep for today's show. Hey, if, if you forget what I look like, you can always watch the, the pre-show where I don't have the mask on. Or any of our other content that you can find on YouTube at the Codex yeah. Podcast, and you can see Sonny's smiling big old head there yeah or you could even see me being attempting to be mean in my lex luther monologue that we put out there i finally put it out there yes also you can check him out in his mail call is from the vault his original promo which he should have wore that in the promo because that would have made more sense but you know i'll give you a pass the robe goes with it come on yeah it does yeah yeah point okay man but now we can get on to our comic book news. First, the Venom Carnage digital series. I didn't realize this, but last week, uh, September 22nd, Marvel has released an exclusive comic book for their Marvel Unlimited app, and it is Venom Carnage. 
And uh, this actually today they released uh, issue number two. Have you been able to check it out? Uh, not yet. I'm actually gonna wait probably till it's over to read the whole thing. Um, Makes sense. It, it, I, with the movie coming out and everything, I've been kind of catching up on some older stuff. If anyone didn't check out my from the vault, you know, I've been trying to get through Lethal Protector and some of uh, Maximum Carnage just to prep myself. I must, I must say, there was a pretty impressive from the vault you had there. You don't impress me much, but that was pretty impressive. Oh, don't worry. I don't impress many people much. It's all right. Well, your from the vault was very impressive, so I will give you that. There's no taking away. And uh, um, I know we'll talk about it later, but uh, for the D- for the Codex Gaming, you made uh, the logo for it, and I would say I was pretty pressed. I was pretty impressed with that as well. I thought you were going in a different direction with what you were saying. I was like, I did good. That that took hours. Well, good. It was good. And then it took ta- it took it. talking to Tim from Decoding Panels for about two hours to be like, "Hey, man, what do you think?" Because Sonny didn't answer his phone again. <laughs> You know, gotta gotta try masks on and things like that. And oh my god! All that good stuff. But yeah, I think. Like, what do you think about the fact that like Marvel is now releasing comics specifically for their app? Like, well, it's not unusual. Uh, they've done it a lot, and uh, like people are going straight to comic uh, comicsology now. You got uh, you got certain things going to DC Infinite. Yeah, that's the right one now because it was DC Universe before. Yep. Uh, the Marvel Unlimited app. You have uh, the one that we everyone was talking about that I forgot about. Uh, newsletter outlet, whatever James Tinian and all them jumped onto. Um, but no, it, it, it's not it's not rare. I mean, uh, what was it? I or next Batman came out all digital, which was six issue series i believe so that was a mini as well um so yeah i i it it's not gonna hurt physical copies at all it is just something to bring your attention to another outlet to find you know the stuff we talk about and stuff we love so i see it as a good thing i mean if you can't afford it to read it i'm sure you'll find it one way or another um but i'm gonna read it i know you're probably gonna read it if you haven't already and I'm excited. I mean, it's Venom and Carnage. Yeah. Yeah, so it looks cool. I haven't gotten to read it yet. But I get it. And I said to it is it's the new day and age. Digital, it's around. It's going to be around. So I understand it. The one thing is, though, I'm like, what about people who sometimes really like to collect and they want to hold it? Like, So this series, they're saying that it won't ever be made in like physical copy form or no? It, it might be. I mean, they did. A lot of the stuff that they do put out digital sooner or later gets published in a phys- like a floppy physical or a trade form. So I'm not I'm not gonna shy away from the fact that they aren't gonna put it out there because I'm pretty sure that they are. It's Marvel, they're a cash cow, they want everything. It's Disney, they're gonna want every penny they can. I feel like this is just a prelude to be like, hey, check it out. If it does well, uh, viewer and subscription read wise, um, I don't see why they wouldn't put it on physical. Cool. In some form. Yeah, I, I hope so. Um, well, speaking of Marvel, let's talk about Marvel suing for the rights of Avengers characters. Jamie, it's been the, pretty much the big news of this week in comic news. Yeah, it, it has. It's uh, See, now everyone is confusing it. We said Marvel because that's what we're going like. It's a Marvel-esque type thing. But it's Steve Dicko Estates and the characters that he created. The family's going out trying to get the rights back. 
Um, and it's not just from just Disney Marvel. It's also from Sony too. Like certain characters from like the Spider-Man universe, they're trying to pull. There's certain and the way it's looking, I don't think they're he's that the states is gonna win that battle. Um, Disney owns everything, and they got money to throw if they want to keep everybody. It, there's no there's no outlet. There's no excuse for it to go that way. It's kind of like when we were talking about Brew Baker and that hush hush money. You know, they they're getting money thrown at them, it, and that's what they're looking at. They're like, hey. If people are getting money thrown at them, why can't we get money thrown at us too? Probably. I mean, yeah, it'd be cool to have to see, you know, those characters that were created, be with the actual person who created them. But at this point in time, it's just because it's such a big, to me at least, it's such a big, um, market that why wouldn't you want it back? Yeah, and they were saying they probably won't get solved till like twenty twenty three. They were saying so it'll be a while before. There's any news. And we don't even know how much more is in the pipeline for Marvel. So you, you don't really even know how many more characters they're trying to use or pull at that point. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's that. And one thing I was excited to talk with you about is the Peacemaker teaser trailer. So, yeah, Peacemaker, to think, who would who would have thought last year at this time, who not many people knew Peacemaker unless you were, you know, Pinocchio Gardens. What am I talking about? Thinking about James Gunn. Uh, unless you were a Pinocchio Suicide Squad fan, you knew of Peacemaker. And now the Suicide the Suicide Squad movie comes out. It's really popular. It's a great movie. We, we reviewed it. And uh, the Peacemaker character is very popular, even as, as bad as he is. And now he's getting his own series. There's a quick teaser trailer. And then I think even within like, it's like 12 seconds. And, it still caught my attention, and I got to say, uh, I'm excited for it. I, I look forward. I, I want to watch the series, and it's set to come out in January already. So within a few months, well, Peacemaker, the series, will be here. Yeah, it looks, it, like I said, it, it from what I've seen so far, it looks good. Um, I It, he, it was announced that we were going to Peacekeeper movie when the Suicide Squad was before it even premiered, I believe. James Gunn came out and basically said it. So it kind of, to me, it kind of gave away that end credit scene. Spoiler alert, Peacemaker's alive. Um, but it, I was laughing. I did read something, I think it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And they were saying how uh, we're getting more of John Cena and his tidy whities And I was just, and everyone's like raving about it. I was like, okay, we, that's something, it was funny once. I don't need to see it for seven episodes. No. You know, it, it it just it to me that's just you you don't you don't need it. <laughs> no, keep him keep him in the outfit. And I like in the teaser trailer that he's in his outfit at like a, a diner. It looks like with uh with some ladies. He's at a diner, and they're like, you know, why are you still wearing your costume? Yeah, it, 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 I I don't know. It bringing John Cena into that world is a great idea. I liked him as uh, Peacekeeper or uh, Peacemaker. God, I'm I'm saying Peacekeeper because I've been reading Batman Fear State. Uh, but yeah, Peacemaker, he, uh, I don't know. He just kind of took that role and we've seen another side of him that I don't think anyone thought we'd see. Yeah. Yeah, for him, I'd say his best, per- his best performance, especially acting-wise, yeah. Yeah. There's nothing else. I was never impressed with, I wasn't ever impressed with like his acting or anything, but 
I thought he did a good job as Peacemaker, and like I said, now he seems like to really embody the character. So, so I look forward to the show. All right, now we move on to Aquaman two, adding more to their cast. Jamie, I'll let you take it away because yeah. this gives you an excuse to talk about Queen. Always, Lantern. always. Anytime I get a chance to, I'm going to talk about. Him. But no, they uh, added Randall Park again. I believe he was in the first one, but they're bringing him in as Stingray, who was originally in green lantern and i want to see how they do it i i feel like if if it's aquaman more anyways <clears throat> it, it makes a little bit more sense putting him in there i know they've added a couple more people i didn't get i don't have the names um but as far as i know it, it i think the, i think it's going to be if it's as good as the first one i i believe they're just going to knock it out the park again because the visuals in that first one were just astounding and with adding more CGI in there, the way they did like the trench and everything else, I think they're gonna do a great job with all the villains that need it. So uh, I'm excited. I'm waiting. I'm I'm a DC fanboy. What can I say? But through and through. But what you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a different outlook now that we really don't have that Snyderverse like aspect coming in. So I want to see the direction they go. I hope it's not like the last Aquaman with Jason Momoa. I'd be pretty bummed, but I can understand if it is in this one. Well, we shall see. And uh, one of the actors in there is India Moore. I watched the show called Pose. I haven't finished it yet. And uh, she's in there, but well, when I try to look up, it's hard to explain because they go by, it says sometimes they go by she, her, and sometimes they, them. So I'm not too sure exactly how to refer to India, but uh, they did a great job acting in the show Pose, so I, I wonder which character they will play in Aquaman 2. Other than that, I was looking, they have, yeah, a few more people they did add to the, you know, they added to the cast, and like we said, Randall Park, it's, it's interesting, Randall Park, like I said, he's been in the DCU and he's been in the MCU as Kimmy Woo. So yeah, in many in many shows, the one actor who gets to go back and forth. Yeah, it, it like 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 we were saying, they they did add a lot more to the cast, and it, it's it's awesome. But a lot of them are they they're undisclosed characters, so we don't know what or who they are. Who they're playing, yeah, yeah. All right. Now we can move on, and these are some of the later last minute things that we we brought up just yesterday. We added them to the to our schedule. So the Avengers number seven fifty is coming out, and there's quite a few new covers. There's quite a few covers for it. So I definitely wanted to talk about that. Did you you got to see them right? Yeah, I got to see a few. Yeah, so we have one by our. By Tim Morris's old friend Rob Liefeld. Oh, it's gonna, there's gonna be no feet in this, and he's gonna be so happy. Yeah, I, I I see I see one foot. There is his cover is with Deadpool and Black Panther. Then we have a cover by Ed McGinnis, and it has Doctor Doom, Thanos. It looks like Wolverine, but I'm guessing it's more Albert the robot because it looks like he has stuff coming out of his face. And then we also have one by Ron Lim. It's She-Hulk, and then. We have another one by Simone Bianchi. It's a different She-Hulk, but she looks more, reminds me more like a darker cover. And then we have one I like a lot. 
is by Marcos Martin, and it is Jarvis standing in front of a big um, picture, and it's like all the old adventures. They look like you know back from when they were in like the seventies and stuff. You see Captain America, Hulk, Iron Man, Vision, all the characters. Uh, I really like that one, and either that one's my favorite or this one. It is the one by Carmen Carnero, Carmen Carnero, and it is it is with the Vision and the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, together. So yeah, quite a few cool covers. Yeah, I think I'm gonna buy that uh, Layfield one, and like just post it every time that we have Tim on, like somewhere in the background, <laughs> just to just yeah. to mess with him the entire time because you know how much he loves him. Yeah, yeah. So in case anybody didn't get to check out uh, episode 14, the one when Tim uh, was replacing me for the episode, and you guys were talking, it was I found it really interesting how Tim had a a back and forth with Rob Liefeld online. Yeah, it, and the guy, like, it's funny because he wants that, like, clout. He wants to be like, look at me, and then block you. Yeah. And he, well, he wants you to definitely look at him and not look at the feet in his picture. Or, so. you know, the bad Captain America chest that we got. Oh, Captain America with boobs, yeah. for those of you who have not seen it. It's the best cover you'll ever see. Yes, Captain America with big boobs. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. All right, now, Jamie, you want to tell us more about Todd McFarlane dropping some F-bombs as he talks about DC, Marvel, and IDW leaving Diamond? Yeah, so during COVID, uh, DC made the announcement that they're leaving Diamond for Penguin House distributing. And then right after that... M- I think it was like a month or two later, Marvel decided to drop Diamond as well. They're going to be doing their graphic novels and so on and so forth, um, but they're still leaving them. I think the end of it, I think, is the end of this year. And uh, McFarlane came out basically saying, like, he, you're with someone for so long, and he was just dropping f-bombs about it was great if you guys get a chance check out the article um but he was honest he's like i don't understand why you're gonna leave someone after being with them for so long knowing the ins and outs of everything and go to somebody else he goes but understand it from a business standpoint where if you know someone comes to you and goes hey we can save you four percent by the end of the year and you're a big conglomerate company like DC and Marvel, that 4% adds up. It doesn't matter where you're looking at. It, it, it's, it, you're going to have more revenue at the end of the year than you you had. So that gives you every out, like, to me, that gives every, like, shop owner and all them more back than what they had originally, too. So it kind of trickles down. Um, as far as his statements... I I would change up too because but at the same time I kind of had have this like personal effect by it cuz you know I get my polls every 2 weeks and they literally like DC with Peng- Penguin House has they keep messing up the barcode so like some of the, like some of the scans that they have to do to put it into my my box won't scan right so they'd never go into my box so I think like ask them if I don't see them on my uh app and it yeah it's upsetting but uh at the end of the day it's like you know they're still working out the bugs 
what are you going to do? It, it takes time. Yeah. I mean, is it going to, if it's a long-term thing where it's like, it's happening for like five years, I'm going to be like, well, there's no point. I'll just order them differently then. But right now they're just kind of, I think they're still in rocky waters and they're trying to gasp that breath. Well, hopefully it all works out, and hopefully they fix the barcode problem so you can add it to your box. Yeah. All right. Well, you pretty much said what we need to say. I don't have much <laughs> more to say about it. You took care of it. But don't worry, because now we get to move on to the Guardians of the Galaxy being gay slash bisexual and now canceled. Yeah. So, yeah, the new Guardians of the Galaxy has been canceled abruptly um, just this past, just uh, during this month. And it was after only 18 issues. Now, I wasn't really too familiar with what was going on. But as soon as I heard about, like, the gay slash bisexual Guardians of the Galaxy, I was thinking, okay, it's just, like, there's one background character, and they're just using it to try to, like, get talk. But when I was reading about it, I didn't realize that in this series, almost, it seems like almost every character is either gay or bisexual. It says Peter Quill came out as bisexual. Uh, Ryder Nova admitted he's in love with Quill. Moon Dragon and Janice Vell are married. And Hercules and Marvel Boy have a relationship. Um, and then and then suddenly it got canceled. Uh, Jamie, what do you think of this Guardians of the Galaxy? Okay, so you can refer to my, or our episode where, uh, where uh, Tim Drake has a date. And you can hear what I, need, what I said about that. So I'm going to say something about that now. This is exactly what I was talking about. You have a change to a major character. Whether he's gay, whether she's gay, whether they're bisexual, whether they want to identify as a ficus. I don't care. Like, but write it well. You know, give us yeah. give us a reason to love the character still. Give us a reason to keep picking up the book. Give us a reason to connect with the character in some way. Now, you made a whole new outlet by making Peter Quill bisexual in the book. And then you cancel it. How dumb is that? Like, it, you just basically went, hey, guess what? Bisexual. And now you're done. Where do you, where do you go from there? I, and I get L.U. I think it was L.U. when I was writing it. He's moving over to Venom. And Venom got delayed. Just recently too, but you, I, I don't get it. Like if you were having a like a uh, a creative team change, understandable. Delay the book a month, get on it, and you're good. But not to have a date, just cancel it abruptly. Now you just, to me, screwed over a fan base. You you just took yeah. a major character arc and change. And just demolished it. Like, completely. Yeah. Like you said, you're trying to get these new fans. As soon as you get them, and then you drop it. So, what was the point? Of yeah. It, it, like, make a quick buck? Or just to get some attention? It, and it's like, every other character is like, oh, they're gay. Awesome. Get, give me a reason to like it. I'm not saying it in a negative way. Give me a reason to connect with the character. Give me a reason why I'm picking up this book. If you're not going to write the character as what they are... Don't retcon it later. You're going to do something? Stick to it. Stick to your guns. DC, yeah. Marvel, hear me. Do it. Just keep going. It does, At this point, it doesn't matter. You can, If you're going to retcon it, you're going to retcon it, but you're going to lose so much like 
following to me as like an avid reader, as an avid comic book lover. The characters, what their sexual orientation is never mattered to me. It's how you portray the character and how you go by it is what matters to me. I'll still pick up Guardians. I don't care if they have everybody be like whatever they want. Just make it fun, make it enjoyable, and put it out for the people that want to read it. And that whole fo- following you're going to have behind it now. Yeah, agreed. And like I said, too, don't make their sexuality the main thing. Like, oh, just buy this because this is the one comic where they're gay or bisexual. Make it that it's just a great comic no matter what. And then, hey, the character happens to be gay or bisexual, not just put it out there for for the attention. And, and that's what I feel like they're doing. I, yes. With that, that's exactly what I think happened. They put it out for the attention. Yeah. Either they th- they weren't ready to do it or they want to do a creative change and no one wanted to touch the book after that. Yeah, and then they abandoned yeah. it and didn't stick to their guns. So who knows? Maybe maybe the new Venom will have Venom and Carnage fall in love instead of fight. Yeah, like their symbiosis entangle, and you, then they you can they're walking down uh, the beach holding symbiote hands. It'd be great. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> but um, before we get on to more romance, quickly we'll get on to the new Robin and Constantine graphic young adult graphic novels. Jamie, what do you think? I know you know you're more connected with these characters than I am, but I thought their covers looked pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, their covers look good. My problem is this, and this is why I kind of brought it up, is that Constantine is a drinking, smoking, swearing, no good son of a gun. To put it nicely, because we're going to be airing this um, on YouTube and Spotify, so we don't want to get demonetized. Um, but it, you're taking, you have a plethora of characters to use. Robin understandable works perfect constantine nah, i don't see how that fits in a young like a young adult book like i mean there's been a few words like kind of on the border where i can kind of see how it could happen but with him there i don't i don't understand it like there's no no place in my mind where that's a possibility so as far as both of them i'll probably end up reading them anyways because it's me um but it's just, it, it, it's not the, I don't feel like that was the right character to choose for it. Robin, 100%. I I'll, I don't disagree with that pick. That That's going to be a great book. Going to probably bring in a bunch of revenue for him. And it's also going to be something where it opens a new door for him. And that's great. But like I said, Constantine, I just don't, it, it, Boggles the mind. Yeah, for me, looking at the cover, it looks like it's supposed to be a younger Constantine, and I guess that would be like the only way I think they can make it work because, like you said, he's he's older, he's he's drinking, he's always. It seems like every time I read a comic with him, he always starts off in a bar or something. He constantly swears. He's an adult character, so maybe they'll have to do some kind of young adult uh, thing with him, and he'll be younger and. Maybe not swear as much, and it will eventually turn him into the Constantine. You'll be, we know and love. Yeah, have that one but, part at the end where yes. like his heart breaks or something, and he's like, "Oh no, uh, I'm gonna start yeah. drinking, smoking, and, he, and hitting on random things." Yeah, he's 
Yeah, and he suddenly starts getting stubble, and he says, "You know what? I've decided I'm not even going to shave this. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let myself go, but still wear a suit." Right. <laughs> but we'll see. And uh, speaking of other things that that there's a good chance might uh, be a train wreck and go down for the worse is a Wonder Woman and Dark Side romance. It is not a joke. Uh, for the cover of Justice League Infinity number four, it is seen Darkseid and Wonder Woman are kissing on the cover. What I have to say is that they somehow, hopefully it's like Darkseid has her under some kind of spell, something. Because there's no way with Darkseid being one of the most evil characters in all of comics. You know, last week we were talking about mm-hmm. that. You know, a lot of people were saying Darkseid's the most evil. How would Wonder Woman just normally fall in love with him? So I hope... Like I said, that she's under some kind of spell or something, and that it is not a true romance between Wonder Woman and Darkseid. Your thoughts? Oh man, do you really want to know? No, um, it to me, if it was because this is based on in the animated series universe, this Justice League in, Infinity, and I've yet to read it. I I want to, I want to now more because of that cover. Um, to see what's going on. But in continuity right now, Wonder Woman's technically a god. And Darkseid just is a god that just wants to destroy everything. So I would understand that now in continuity. In some way, shape, or form if they set it up properly. Here, no idea what's going on. Zero. And you know what? I do like the fact of that. But I, c- I see where you're coming from. I I. I don't get it. I don't get it. It, it it's got to be a spell. It's got to yeah. be it's got to be something weird happening. And like there's no way. I hope she mops the floor with him after it. Like just like lassos his leg off or something. It'd be amazing. But that's me hoping. And usually my dreams don't come true. So, moving on. <laughs> well, yeah, man, but like I said, even in the continuity, even if somehow she fell in love, I'm like, it would come like maybe it would get people to read for the time being. Like, wait, let's just see this. How does Wonder Woman and Darkseid fall in love, or how do they have any kind of romance or any kind of fling? But I think it really goes against who Wonder Woman is as a character. I feel like this cover, like, to suddenly fall in love with Darkseid. I feel like this cover is just for speculators. Going back to the probably yeah. The, Topic of the week we had two weeks prior with me and Tim. I just feel like this is just true speculation. It's just a cover. Because you know how many times I've picked up a cover and it's like, some guy's going to die and no one dies. Oh, yeah. That's how I feel about this. They're going to have that cover and then they're going to make a bunch of variants of that cover. And they're going to sell them as fast as possible. And on the inside, you're just going to be like, what did I just read? Yeah, who knows? Maybe one of them will have like a dream, like you said, when covers really throw you off. Maybe one of the, maybe Dark Side or Wonder Woman has a dream of that kiss, so they you know they use it for the cover. And then they wake up like no, even, and it's just all yeah. over. Yeah, and then that, yeah, and that's the cover. Because even other comics too, we've seen it so many times, where even two would be like, oh, watch out, they're gonna fight this character, or so and so appears, and they literally appear in like one panel in the background and look, and they put the character on the cover. Yeah, and that. It, that that's how I feel this issue is, and I feel like people are just gonna eat this up, and then at the end of it, it's not gonna be what they thought. 
Well, there we go with our comic news. And speaking of Wonder Woman, that will bring us into our Do You Know? Jamie, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Who wants to? You know what? Uh, I'll I'll go first. I'll 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 take the first question. I ask you, or you ask me? You ask me. Okay. Well, good. Then it perfectly goes well. Do we do we have the tallies up right now? And who's in the lead? By the way, do you have those? Because I think you're up two to uh, two to one. Yeah, two to one. Okay, so you're up two to one right now. Two to one. Geez, yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of Wonder Woman, did you realize there is a movie? Do you know there is a movie? about the making of Wonder Woman, about the story of how the character was created, how when the comic first came out. So, do you know the name of that movie? Mm, like a do- it, Just ask, is it a documentary? Or is it... No, it is a regular movie, acting, scripts, everything. Wonder Woman Bloodlines? Wrong. Okay. The answer, the answer is Professor Marston and the Wonder Women. I have no idea. No, that one is a very good movie. Is it? Is it? Um, it's a very good movie. Somewhere I can check it's it out. Now, what you would expect? Uh, I, when I watched it, it, was on Hulu, but that was a couple of years ago. It is now what you would expect to be. It's a very surprising. To say, wow, this is how Wonder Woman came. Like, yeah, the man and uh, yeah, who came up with them, who her and the two women who inspired. The character herself, and things like this, so that like um, he was one of the inventors of one of the early versions of the lie detector test. Okay. And then you know, the last so truth. But yeah, so it was it was a very interesting story. Like I said, not one you would expect, but it was very interesting. And yeah, it is the story of how Wonder Woman came to be. All right. I did. I did. So I didn't know t- we were going with these heavy hitters today. So <laughs> next next week, I gotta start bringing in heavier game here. Jeez. <laughs> So, my turn, right? All right. Um, so, according to the Marvel Universe timeline, which was the first super team to be joined by Captain America? First night Captain America joined. Uh, this one, I am forgetting the names. I'm just going to go with Avengers. No. It is the invaders. The invaders. Okay. Then it was I'm like I, I'm like I know it was a team, but I forgot the name, so I just had to get, go with a guess. Yeah, okay, so it's they the invaders. Just, they actually just relaunched an invader series. I think it was last year, beginning of last year, with uh, Namor and the original team and Captain America. So I don't think it lasted yeah, long, but it still was out. That's when I, I should have got that one. I should have got that one. <laughs> But we live and we learn. And now I'll never forget that. Right. Okay. Well, Jamie, we're going to go to something you love. I'm like, I got to give you something with Green Lantern. Oh, here we go. And I'm going to get it wrong. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. So the mo- So in the Green Lantern movie, which remember you mentioned that you have all the different covers of it, all the different special editions. Yeah, I, I haven't seen them in a while, though. So now I'm scared. <laughs> okay. Clancy Brown plays Parallax, or more does the voice for Parallax. Mm-hmm. Which character in Marvel does Clancy Brown play? That, that's not a Green Lantern question. That's just adding him in there. Um, it's the character. It's the, the actor. 
Clancy Brown. Plays a character in... More voices a character. I'll say. Howard the Duck? No, no, no. Howard... Um, I don't know why Howard Duck popped in my head first. I, I, I seriously don't. I just remember someone being... Well, he is an MCU, yeah, he is. so... I, the, whatever it is from the Eternals, I'm guessing, because they just announced somebody, and I don't remember who it was. From Thor. Oh, Ragnarok. Malachi. Right? No? Wrong? It is Surtur. Yeah. Oh, yep. Never mind. Yep, you, you got me on it that one. I'm, like, just throwing out people, because I don't... Like, <laughs> it, at this point, I'm just like, dude, you said it was a Green Lantern question. Now you just screwed up everything. <laughs> like, thanks. Well, I got to bring you to the Green Lantern movie. Oh, you horrible person you okay so i'm i'm what over two over two okay, so sunny do you know who is and when i say this the word most it means most okay who is the famous artist to bring most of marvel superheroes into the limelight So, can you repeat the question okay. again? Who is the famous artist to bring most of Marvel superheroes into the limelight? Jack Kirby? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was hoping you were going to say uh, Steve Aiko, but hey, what are you going to do? <laughs> yes, he did. He brought so many characters in, especially more of the cosmic realm, that... Yeah. You, like the Eternals, for instance, it was all him. After that, you don't even understand who the Eternals are. So, right, so good, Kirby. Okay, Jamie. No, I, don't, I don't even want to play this anymore. This is stupid. You ready? I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. <laughs> okay, man. Boy Meets World. Topanga. Yep. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Boy Meets World, Season 2, Episode 1, entitled Back to School. Corey, Sean, and Topanga go to the new classes in John Adams High, and they meet the cool teacher, Mr. Turner. Mr. Turner catches Corey reading a comic book and then gives that comic book to the class to read as a homework assignment. What is the comic book? X-Men. Correct. Oh, good, because I was guessing, because I knew there was going to be an X-Men question somewhere in here. So there you go. Yay, I got one. Oh, my God, this is... This is like the worst thing ever. I'm starting. I'm gonna come up with just crazy because when you said Boy Meets World, I thought, okay, he's just he's ribbing me right now. And then you went on longer with the question, and I was like, this is serious. So, Sonny, do you know? In an attempt to look more normal, Hellboy did what of the following things to look normal? So what like what 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 did he do to make himself look like a try to look like a human? There's one. Uh oh so it's not okay. For a second I thought you were like giving me like No 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 I like I, I, I put following okay. it should have been just what 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 did he do to look normal normal? Where's a coat? No. It what is that? He shaved down his horns. Oh, okay. Alright, because I forgot he did have horns. And that's where he was like more demonized and coming out of nowhere okay cool yeah because i know i know he wears the coat but okay so like i said to look more human he 
Shave the horns. Yeah. So. Okay. So there we go. One and one for today. So we're two and three right now. That's right. Still Sonny the King of Comic Books Cougar. And now I got to start coming up with questions in episode three <laughs> of Dawson's Creek. No. <laughs> oh, Justin, I will get there. Oh, Dawson's Creek. You want a Dawson's Creek? Mm. Yeah, that's why I went that route because I know every... Sonny's a fanboy. Oh, well, yeah. well, we'll see. You know, one episode, maybe we'll talk about Dawson's Creek. Another episode. Who Our knows? show will be over. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> Uh, you know, I always find a way to connect things. Yes, you do. And it's kind of astounding, to be honest with you. Like, it, it's it's inspirational, but devastating at the same time. Justin, Dawson's Creek will be mentioned on this show somewhere along the road. So be ready for it. And I suggest you get to watching or learning about it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Well, as soon as you start watching all the comic book shows, you need to. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely do need to get onto those. <laughs> No kidding. No argument there. Um, so do you know it's over? And now we get on to our works. So I was telling you, Jamie, about the the Waddies 2021. Waddies 2021 is Wattpad, where I have my books. You can find them all on there. Well, most of them. Dead, 1 through 3, um, Killing Set in Motion, the comic book, a series about a series. Oh, my God. Crimes, all my good stuff. Well, I've ent- I've been able to enter two of my stories into the Wadis, a series about a series, and crimes. So, in a couple of months, hopefully, I can tell you all that it's it's they've done good and they've won. If not, then I probably just won't mention it. And of, of course, course you're I gonna mention it. When don't you mention it? Well, if I do, if I don't win, I might not feel like no, it. No, we can, we'll we'll, but, we'll announce it still. We'll be like Sonny did his best, and. Always doing good. He, he, he did everything he possibly could. He came in negative 17th. <laughs> <laughs> no way. They don't tell you numbers wise if he came in bad. People but, you know, like they said, refused to read instead of viewed it. <laughs> but hey, it's a part of the thing. I you know, I put myself out there. I put my works out there. You try, you lose. You get back up. You get back up. Sometimes you pit on your mask. Sometimes you pit on a robe. Sometimes you put on a VR set. Sometimes you sit on a ladder and hope for the best. Yeah, you keep going forward, and you know that's what I do. And you know I don't believe in giving up. So there's that. Still working on a series of our series. And I went for something I could tell you guys, like I said, since you came since like talking about when I don't advance. I was going for uh, this thing, uh, a workshop for the WB. And I had made a, a spec script. Those of you who don't know what a spec script is, it's just you're making a script of a show, right? And the WB had a list of shows. You make your own episode. So from their list, I chose the show Atlanta. Actually, one of the actors of Atlanta is going to be in the new Eternals movie. So there you go. I related it. Always connecting. And I made it. Yep, always connecting. My One of my mutant abilities. So I made an episode, put it into the script, uh, to get you like a workshop with Warner Brothers. So, hey, gotta give it a shot. But uh, yesterday I got the news that I did not make it. And the reason I mention it is because, hey, you know, tell you guys that, uh, you know, just sometimes getting rejected and things like that is a part of the process. It's a part of the game. So I'm used to it and I keep going on. If anybody here, anybody, is used to rejection, it's me. 
and I feel for you, no, buddy. It's me. <laughs> no, it's me. I get rejected more than you do all the time. All the time, dude. Like it's not even funny anymore. Like I'm just a reject in disguise. Well, there you go. We got this show, and well, the show hasn't kicked us off yet, so there's something. Oh yeah, we're 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 still gonna do this even if everyone hates us. It's gonna be great. Oh yeah, and speaking of all our content, Jamie, I'll let you talk about all our works we've got going on because there's a lot. Oh guys, if you guys have not looked at our YouTube channel, we 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 haven't missed content since the some the September 11th episode that we did. We've had content every single day. We've put out three from the vaults, one from Sunny starting it off, one from Tim, and one from yours truly, which. I didn't even want to do until I saw that both of you guys did one. And I was like, well, I started this stuff. Like, I'm going to be on one. And I did. And I brought some heavy hitters to the table just to blow yours out the water. And I'm going to keep doing that until I run out of heavy hitters and have to afford more. Um, We had a mail call from you, which was great, which was the first one actually outside of the show itself. Um, We had... Everything from decoding panels, from uh, all of Batman White Knight. So all eight issues. Go check them out over at Codex Podcast on YouTube. And then at the end, if you don't want to read or see all eight issues, you can watch the full story. All two hours and I think 36 minutes of it. And you listen to Tim's voice serenade you from your own bedroom. It's going to be great. I've watched it just to critique myself and listen to his voice to fall asleep. So there's that. Um, we've had those shows, or we've done those. Um, we today launched, or yeah, yesterday. No, yeah, whatever. Codex Gaming yeah. launched. Um, it was a trial run of me playing. We're gonna be playing every Sunday for about an hour or two just to get through. Um, I think Tim's jumping on Sunny. I think you were talking about possibly getting it a try. Um, I got to, I got to get the game first. Yeah. So if you guys want to play or anyone wants to team up, my gamer tag will be in the description below. It, but for me saying it out loud, it is Dark Nero four one three. It is boop, right above me. Um, you can find me on everything on there, from Instagram to yeah, I know, I'm everywhere with that name. But uh, post that out. New logo, new sound on there. Looks amazing. Good. I had uh, a little bit of inspiration on that, and I I, I dug it. Um, so, yeah, guys, there's there's a lot more content coming out. Um, I think tomorrow or Friday, there's another decoding panels coming out. So stay tuned for that. And yes, when are we getting the Circle of Blood? I, I'm waiting for Circle of Blood. I know you are, and I keep telling Tim not to. <laughs> I keep giving him different ones. Like, Tim, I got the pages done for this. What about Circle of Blood? I don't have those done yet. We, we want that Circle of Blood, Jamie. Yeah, you. Not who. Not we. We. It's very popular. It's very popular. I have not heard anyone ever in my life go, hey, have you read Punisher Circle of Blood? It's amazing. No. You don't talk to many people, man. You, you got go to get out there and I go, go to hey, cons hey, every Punisher year well, pre-COVID. But I've never, when I ask about Punisher, they're like, oh, check out Punisher Max. Check out this Punisher. Check out that. I've never heard one person go, you know what you really need to read? Is this horrible story about Frank Castle that you're not going to understand. And he really doesn't do much in five issues. Well, I, I must say, 
somebody did recommend it to you, me. So and what did that? That was the that was the go. first grade ever so under that's a somebody. Seven. That's somebody. And it, that was your first grade of anything. Yeah, and Trust and it me. still stands. Every time I look at it, it just keeps going down and down and down. <laughs> yeah. Horrible. They're gonna. You can be thrown out of a Comic Con if you talk more about the Punisher that way, dude. If we ever have somebody get a, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it by right now. Outfit. We will if we ever get a chance to do a panel or just sit at something. If we ever make it that big, which I don't care if we do or don't, but if we ever get to that point and they go, "Hey guys, here's a mic. Talk to us about your favorite and least favorite comics," I am bringing that one up. I hope somebody dresses the Punisher like kicks you or something. That's fine. And I'll, it throws something at you. It hits you with a fake gun. And, and I hope, I hope it happens. That way it could be like more action than Punisher Circle of Blood. <laughs> Trust me, it had its action. I don't know where you were looking at what you were reading. <laughs> oh, it, it had, it had a, a moment. It was great. For you. Agreed. It was great. I'm just trying to move along here. Really? Like, let's get next segment. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so there we go. So we've talked about our works, and there we go. Now we get on to our topic of the week. You know, as you see or hear, I'm wearing a mask, and that is because it is Hispanic Heritage Month. And those of you who don't know, I am half Mexican. So, with it being Hispanic Heritage Month, who is your favorite Hispanic superhero and why? And as usual. The Punisher hater over here has our top three comments of the week. All right, before I get into top three comments, I'm just going to say right now, this is the guy he's talking to that owns almost all of them besides Circle of Blood, and I didn't even want it. Like, okay, off the tangent. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I have to see it to believe it. Yeah, don't worry. I'll, I'll bring my catalog with me when I see it next time. Bring the mask. Yeah. It'll, it'll scare the children less. Um, So... For the topic of the week, as usual, we have our top three answers in no particular order. Um, and I'll, again, like, what was it last week with our topic of the week? There was really no explanation why other than it's their favorites. But there was so much that I'm starting to consider putting it as a poll in some aspect when we do these types of questions. So in the future, look out for that. We'll probably start doing polls on who you think or who you rank. Um... We got Blake Herod saying Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099. Um, we got Mike Pedroza, Robbie Reyes as Ghost Rider. And then we got Kevin Berkeley with Jessica Cruz, also known as Green Lantern. So again, thank you all for, you know, giving us a shout out, telling us who your favorites were. Um, there's a lot of honorable mentions too, which was kind of cool because we never really get those. We just kind of get an answer or somebody going on a complete tangent of why Hispanic characters aren't included in comics. That was a weird one. That was a very, very weird one. Um, that was a lot. It, it was like a novel. I read that one. I'll, I'll have to read that. One. Yeah. He, he, he went off on a whole thing. Um, but other than that, thank you guys for the answers again. Um, Sonny, what do you think? think buddy like who's your go-to yeah, so i do give an honorable mention to echo slash ronin my lopez uh 
you know, reading about her and finding out about the character sounds very interesting, but I'm not too familiar. I haven't read much with her, so that's why she's not my favorite she's the Phoenix. of them. She's the one of the fifty Phoenixes now. She is the main Phoenix now. Oh now, okay. And then we'll see next week who it is. But uh well there you go. Now on top of everything, she's the Phoenix. But for DC I had Kyle Rayner, the Green Lantern. I've always been a fan of him. I didn't realize that when reading it said he's did it say he was Mexican? Yeah, he's half. Or, so he's half Mexican, I like yours truly. But yeah, Kyle Rayner Reigns is my top DC uh Hispanic superhero. But my favorite Marvel and my favorite of all uh Hispanic superheroes is Miguel O'Hara, Spider Man twenty ninety nine. I do think he's a great character. I mean, find out he is he's very much like me. He's half Irish, half Mexican, and I'm English, Irish, and Mexican. So Hollywood, don't just get somebody who's all Mexican or all Irish. And don't be calling Lean don't be blowing me. up Sonny's phone all night after Lean. you guys see this episode there, Hollywood. Feel free to yeah. I I might accept, you know, I'm working on things. So he's a very busy man. I'm busy. Yeah. So so busy, but so eloquent, so Hispanic, Irish, and English that he can't pick up a phone for anybody. Um, that's right. That's the American in me. I am a citizen, and we have the right not to answer our phones. We know. <laughs> but but yes, yeah, but Spider Man twenty ninety nine. I think he's an awesome character. He's really cool. And I definitely want to be more issues with him, and I'm looking forward to seeing him uh, in movies. Um, Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse teased him at the end, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. And then, yeah, one day I would like to see him in a live-action movie. But he ranks, to me, a little bit above Kyle Rayner. I like Kyle Rayner a lot, but Spider-Man 2099, the half-Irish, half-Mexican Spider-Man, is my favorite. Sweet. So, for Oh, for me, finally. Thank you. Um, So, for Marvel, I'm going with Robbie Reyes, like he is Ghost Rider. I think he's a great fit. He's already has adaption on film or TV, still film, but you know what I mean. Um, I think that he's an underrated Ghost Rider. Everyone wants to put him to the side, but that shouldn't be the case because he's just that cool. <laughs> like, I mean, I get he's not on a you know he's not a motorcycle, but he's his car's amazing. Like, I can't you can't do better than that. Um, and for the first time, ladies and gentlemen, of this podcast, me and Sonny have to agree on something. DC's Kyle Rayner for me. <laughs> I, I had a feeling, yeah. I was gonna, I, I was torn at first because of the fact that I was like, well, I could pick Jessica Cruz without a problem, but I'm too much of a Rayner fan, man. Like, don't I have, I have the complete 180 something issue run with him in it. I've got all the side issues. I've got. I mean, he's. I, I just love the character. Who gets a Green Lantern ring in the back of a club wearing, uh, what do you call it? Nine Inch Nails t-shirt. Yes, yeah. So good, good pick, man. Like I said, we are in agreement there. Yes, yes. All right, and soon, within a few days, we will have another topic of the week. Who knows? October's October is right around the corner, so maybe we'll have something to do with that. We shall see. But I'm done with the topic of the week. How about you? I'm good to go, buddy. Good. That's all great. And now we get to review. Since, you know, September's pretty much been the month of Shang-Chi, I thought it was great before we move on to October, before Venom 
2 comes out, okay, let's go over a... Let's figure out and let's find a Shang-Chi comic to read. So we agreed on the first appearance of Shang-Chi, which is Special Marvel Edition 15, Shang-Chi, Master Kung Fu. So, in this comic book, we meet Shang-Chi, and it begins off uh, right into the action. He's in the middle of a fight, and then we go back, seeing because, oh, well, he is looking to fight Fu Manchu, and he says, you know, I'm his son. And then we go back to seeing how he worked for his father, and his father tells him to kill a man, Mr. Peachtree, and he, you know, the guy is dying, and old, he's old, dying in bed, and the... Uh, Fu Manchu tells his son Shang Chi, "He doesn't deserve to die a peaceful death. You need to go there and kill him, make it painful." So Shang Chi sneaks in, gives him a chop, and then uh, the friend—I'm trying to remember the name—the friend of Mr. Petrie rolls around. He's another old man. He rolls in his wheelchair. And he pulls a gun up to Shang Chi, and the two—they talk. They discuss about uh, Mr. Petrie and. You know, Shang Chi is like, why did we for this guy? He was evil. And then Mr. Peachtree, or excuse me, this friend of Mr. Peachtree, this other man who was holding the gun, tells Shang Chi, no, actually, it's your father who's the evil one. Gives him a little history. So Shang Chi finds his mother and he says, what's going on? And she says, hey, you know, your father, he he chose me and I wanted to have a king as I wanted my son to be a king one day. So. I was fine with being with him. So, Shang-Chi, in the end, confronts his father. For me, I'll, I'll let you, if you feel like reading it, you can read the end and see how the conversation between father and son goes. For me, this made me a fan. You know, we've been hearing about the Shang-Chi movie. I have not seen it yet. And so, I was glad to start off, as opposed to seeing the movie first, to read a comic get to know this character comic wise and for me i got into the hype with this character i'm like oh it's not he's maybe not taking on all these superheroes or super villains but it's more of like a, a gritty more down-to-earth uh style more like i said like a punisher or like luke cage back in the day or iron fist somebody like them where they deal with more street problems and i can definitely see where somebody especially someone who's Asian seeing this character and be like, wow, this is, you know, a, a different character. Finally, somebody who, you know, as they say, looks like me or is the same race as me, something like that. And I can see them really jumping on board with it. And just in general, I was like, this is an interesting character. And now I want to read more of this character. Maybe even later today, I'll read special edition or special Marvel edition number 16, because after number 16, they just completely changed Special Marvel Edition to just straight out Master of Kung Fu. So for me, I really enjoyed it. I'm a fan. I'd recommend others read it as well. It's a good starting point for the character of Shang-Chi. And I give Special Marvel Edition number 15, Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu, a 9.2. I was waiting for the 10. I put I put up my hands like I was about to put up a ten out of ten. Oh. <laughs> it was like oh nine. <laughs> nine point two. Yes, I did find it very good. Well, you found it a lot better than me, my friend. I did I did like it though. Um, so I'm just gonna like kind of 
give you some insight right now, Sonny, since you read that issue and you saw the first appearance and all this. Don't go see Shane Chi then. Because <laughs> you're saying it's very different. Oh, right? dude, it is not even remotely close. Like, like I said, it's a good popcorn flick if you guys are into that kind of thing. But uh, I mean, but for my review, yeah, I did, I did enjoy it. I did like it. Uh, especially his dad, you know, being the evil one, and the the counterpart for him. Um, I laughed so, so hard when he cried chapped that old man. Because all you see is, and then it's. Yeah, you see it up and then down. That, that, that's it. You just, it, it, it was like just bopping him in the head and he was dead. I was like, oh, he just bopped the poor old man. Uh, but yeah, it the fight scenes or the way they uh, choreographed it in the comic were, it was nice to see. Um, very well told. Through the narration as well, which is something hard for me to get behind when it comes to Marvel back then, where there's narration boxes after narration boxes. Um, overall, thought it was good, uh, especially for the first appearance. Again, if you want to see the, hear more of the end, either you know read it or wait for the decoding panels episode of that one to come out. But overall, yeah, it, don't hit the screen, Sonny. Um, I know your mask is making it hard to see things clearly. Um, I can see the sweat coming down, but, uh, no, no sweat here, (laughs) but yeah, overall for me, I'm giving the first pairing of Shang-Chi an eight, four. Okay. So good. Yeah. Yeah. If it wasn't for him bopping that old man to face the way he did, probably be a seven something (laughs) after that bop. I was like, Oh, good job. He he literally Austin Powers uh, Austin Powers judo chopped him in the face and killed him. It was a, a, a yes. you can't you can't script well they did script it but you can't really make that stuff up. It's yeah. just perfect. And the guy was like oh, two years old. Yeah, so, so. he's just laying there just uh, and then he just pop and then it was over. So yeah. Well, there you go. Special Marvel Edition number fifteen, Shang Chi, Master of Kung Fu. I rate it a nine point two. Jamie gives it an eight point four. And next week, are you ready for Mephisto versus? I'm just ready for Mephisto because I've been hearing all this speculation. He's going to be in every single show <laughs> on Disney Plus. He is yet to show up. So well, now you'll get to see him fight quite a few superheroes. Yes, yes, I will, and I am excited to see it, and I'm excited to read it. I will have it ready and ready for it to be a little bit more evil. So. There we go. Next month. Yeah, it is October. September is almost done. And uh, maybe there'll be more masks. We shall see. But next week, like I said, for sure, we'll be going over Mephisto versus. And I think we can call it a show today. Yes, we can. Want to take her home, buddy? All right. Well, there we go. Sonny Cougar from the Codex Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh Oh, or should I say, since it is the uh, Hispanic Heritage Month episode... Muchas gracias. Adios. All right. And as usual, guys, thank you guys all for watching the show. I am Jamie Wojcik with the Codex Podcast. And as always, I have my buddy, my pal, the dude in the Rey Mysterio man, Sonny Kruger, as my co-host. As always, please, please, please share, like, 
subscribe and hit that notification bell so you guys don't miss any more of this content that we're putting out because it's a lot and i'd like to sleep at some point but other than that thank you guys be kind to one another by my heart love y'all have a good one